0: and a Napkin Podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the Long Lost Book Club uh, portion of the Pen and a Napkin Podcast lexicon here. And today I wanted to talk about a book that I... Uh, was borrowed. uh, Somebody suggested to me, it was my old assistant Jeff Ritz, who uh, gave me the book I Came as a Shadow by John Thompson. John Thompson, of course, the legendary men's basketball coach at Georgetown University, uh, just passed away less than a year ago, and uh, just a tremendous, tremendous autobiography of his life and I kind of wanted to break this into two parts I uh, just talk about kind of the summation of the book and then some really really good lessons that I took from it um, in the in the structure of the book it's a it's a pretty traditional autobiography it goes pretty well in a chronological order in John Thompson's life uh, he grew up in the Washington DC area uh, devout Catholic family Uh, his family, of course, like like many families in in this time period, segregated into a certain part of the city. Uh, his father was a hardworking guy, uh, was actually illiterate, didn't know how to read or write, but that didn't stop him from making a living and 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 uh, taking care of his family. Um, you know, you 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 start to learn about people, and, and and I guess I'll get to that when we get into the lessons. But he 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 talks about how uh, he grew up poor in Washington D.C., uh, eventually becoming a high school basketball star, uh, going to college at Providence University, uh, having a very successful career there, and then being drafted by the Celtics, playing with the Celtics for two years, and then he went back to D.C. Uh, to um, be a high school basketball coach and then in 1972 uh georgetown university asked him to be their their men's basketball coach and the rest as they say in history of course it took him a while to build the program up uh you know he uh was was close personal friends i did not realize how close he was to red Auerbach uh in his Early life, uh, Red was a, a close confidant of his from the time he was in high school, let alone in college. And he specifically went after John Thompson coming out of college to back up a guy by the name of Bill Russell. Um, and it goes through his uh, it goes through his career, uh, the slow buildup in his program, the slow and steady build towards becoming a national power. Uh, it, it hits the highlights. Uh, and, and, of course, we, we th- when we think of Georgetown, we think of Hoya Paranoia. We think of the great Ewing years. He talks about the recruitment of Patrick Ewing. He talks about being the first African-American coach to win a national championship at the Division I level for men's basketball. Um, he goes into kind of the, the effects of that, uh, building a program and maintaining a program of that era uh, or of that uh, success level, uh, losing in the national championship in 85 to Villanova. Uh, coaching uh, the great players that he coached later on in the late 80s and into the 90s with Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, and then, of course, Allen Iverson. And then he gets into his post-coaching career and and kind of where he was. And then, you know, of course, like I said, uh, Coach Thompson uh, passed away uh, not more than a few months ago. But I, I want to, you know, as I read this book, there were there were five things that really jumped out at me uh, as I read through this and and tried to understand John Thompson the man and the man as a basketball coach uh, when. I was a kid. I grew up right in the middle of the Georgetown dynasty. Uh, the first basketball game that I remember watching was the '82 national championship game, or you know, also known as the Jordan game. Um so this is this is something that was obviously with me in my childhood. I grew up with big East basketball in the USA network and and watching Georgetown and Syracuse, Georgetown and St. John's, Georgetown and Villanova and all those rivalries there. So there's five big things that I took from it. Number one, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh you really don't understand somebody until you know their story. And I truly did not know John Thompson's true story about uh the the racial Uh, abuse that he took throughout his life uh, uh, until I read this book and especially as a young person and how that uh, can affect someone and and in in large part what drove him as a coach as and and John Thompson was a towering figure both literally and figuratively Um, he was a six foot ten former post player who was an NBA player so excuse me so when we when we see somebody on the on the sidelines and his you know he and he specifically said i there were times where i used my my size and my voice to intimidate people and john thompson was a physically imposing man and and there was at times it seemed like there was a lot of anger by john thompson but there there was there was anger that was driven by that and I, and i'll get to that here in just a little bit um the second big thing is you know, and this kind of goes in coaching circles. Know about someone before you speak about someone. In the sense of we 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 rush to judgment and we we say we we get an impression on somebody, we think, well, that's the way that they are. Well, no, maybe they are and maybe they aren't. And I and I think that was something that I I guess these first two kind of play into one another. Uh but but just uh, before we, before we rush to judgment and, and criticize another coach or criticize another program, what's really going on with that program? Why is that kid out there? Why is you know maybe you, you've heard some stories or some things about a player from another team? Why is that coach playing that team? Why, why are they giving him a second chance or a third chance or whatever it may be? You got to know the whole story before you really comment on the story. Third thing, the headliners are not always the most important ones. I th- one of the things I found really interesting about Thompson's book, of course he's got the headliners, Ewing, Matumbo, you know, so forth and so on, but he spent a lot of time talking about the role players that he had on his team. Um he 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 talked about how they were so important to their success and um and how he needed those glue players to establish a program, to establish a culture that it just didn't go from three and 23 in 1972 to national championship. No, it's a 10 year build. Can you imagine today giving a coach uh, at a power program, 10 years to build the program? Heck no, they would never do that. They would get frustrated because John Thompson got to the elite eight a couple of times and he didn't quite get over the hump or whatever it may be. Um, And, and so he And there was a reason, and, and the foundation that he that he built with the Georgetown uh, program was very intentional, and the type of players that he brought in. Uh, the, the Hoya paranoia was, was in some ways real, but at the same time, he was looking out for the best interest of his players. He had seen, and one of the themes that he talks about in the book is he talks about how he often studied the white man. That was the quote that he used quite a bit. And so he wanted his players, he had seen his players being taken advantage of, the white man, I'm using air quotes here, uh, numerous times. So he was going to present them and he was going not going to put them in a situation where they could be jeopardized and taken advantage of by those that maybe did not have the interest of his the best interest of his players at hand. And so uh, he limited interviews. He made his players dress in suit and ties when they are on the road, so forth like that, because he wanted to portray a certain image of his program. And he was going to show these young men how to grow to be strong young uh, young gentlemen outside of basketball. And it had and and the lessons that they learned, yes, they were basketball lessons, but he also wanted them to learn lessons about life because only a few, you know, uh, a small number of his players went on to pro- play long term professional basketball. Fourth thing is even when it looks easy, it's not easy. And there were many ups and downs, even though John Thompson uh, achieved so much in his career. Like I said, uh, first African-American coach to win a national championship at the Division I level, men's basketball, Nike board of directors, so forth and so on. But there were so many things, his background, um, dealing, you know, once his program, the bigger his program became, the harder it became to uh to manage, He talked about how 70% of coaching has nothing to do with basketball, and the bigger the program got, uh, that was actually, that probably percentage probably grew that he had to deal with more and more stuff outside of basketball, including dealing uh, with a very famous story. He devotes a whole chapter talking about a guy uh, named Raful Ed- Edmund III, who was a, a big-time drug dealer in the Washington, D.C. area, who cozied up to a couple of his players, including Alonzo Mourning. Um, he talked about some of his family issues and and struggles that he had, you know, the, the Olympic controversy, you know, when they lost in the 1988 Olympics to the Soviet Union, that was a huge, huge story. And John Thompson carried much of the blame for that team being defeated in the 1988 Olympics. So even when it looks easy, it's not easy. And the fifth thing was to be willing to stand up for what is right, even if it isn't popular. And John Thompson was a guy who was willing to take a stand for things that were not popular, but it was the right thing to do. For example, he talks a lot about Proposition 42, and he walked out of a game in protest of Proposition 42, which was uh, he felt like it was geared towards minority athletes uh, when it came to test scores and and, and, and entrance exams and, and entrance into colleges and being eligible to play right away. He didn't think it was fair. He stood up for a lot of different things um, including his rights, uh, you know, he talked about how he was he was going to make money. He was driven on making money, that he wanted to uh, make a lot of money coaching once he figured out how much money was involved. And he took a stand against that he wasn't going to be taken advantage of. Uh, he stood up for his players, like I said. Uh, you know, so it is right uh, and it is good to take a stand, be willing to take a stand for what is right, even if it's not popular. And that's, that's the last lesson that I learned from this book. I Came as a Shadow by John Thompson. Really, really good read. I encourage you to, to check it out. It's, it's, it's a really, really well done book, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So, uh, book club number 33 it's been a long long time since i've done a book club uh but with a little bit more free time here now that the season's over hope to get more of these type of books or these type of podcasts out to you folks so coaches don't forget about our coaches clinic on may the first at fort calhoun high school in fort calhoun nebraska just 15 minutes north of downtown Omaha. omaha uh, would love to have a bunch of you there ttroops.com backslash A-P-A-A-N, a pen and a napkin check it out Coaches, as always, let's stay safe, let's pray for peace, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.